House of Run podcast. What are you into these days? Mostly running, Howard. Running. Yeah. Look at Bill! Look at Bill! Coming on! Bill, you're coming on! I'm not thinking about making the team. I'm thinking about gold in Munich. What can I say? I got beat by a zebra. Starts now. Welcome back to the House of Run podcast. HouseofRunGmail.com is our email address. I'm Kevin. He is Jason. We're going to talk about Lausanne and Paris Diamond Leagues on this show. We're also talk about the world record in the women's half marathon. And when we get to the emails, we'll, of course, rehash the how fast could Rye Benjamin and Carson Warholm run an 800 debate, which it got a lot of good responses, a lot of well-thought-out detailed arguments on either side. I think I'm right. I think I got more evidence that I'm right last week because Warholm couldn't even break 45 in a 400. So he was just running his pace for the 800. So it was perfect. <laughs> um, I, and I don't know if I said this last week or not, but I was mainly speaking about Warholm because I do think of Benjamin as a two, four guy. Oh, he's backtracking now. Jason's where I don't think of Warholm that way. No, I'm just, I'm just stating with Warholm because Benjamin, I do think of Benjamin more as a sprinter. Where a Warholm, I don't consider that, him then. What do you consider him? Because he can't break 45 out of 400, so you can check that out. <laughs> I mean, off. he has broken 45 before. Um, well, not anymore. You know, it seems like it's just that pace is just ingrained on him, and he was just less than a half second faster in the uh, exactly. open four compared to having hurdles in the way. That was interesting. Um, it's like Meb in a half marathon before the marathon. He just can't go any faster. Like Warholm <laughs> right? is just... He's trapped. Which is perfect because that works out well for the 800 then. So I'm not worried. 45 mid and 47 flat. He's just stuck in there. Oh, yeah. He's going to do 130. Is that what we're thinking? Yep. All right. Well, we'll we'll dive into those because they were good. I thought most people would agree with me because I've had a charmed existence in my life and people just agree (laughs) with me. So I was surprised that. People were at least giving you the benefit of the doubt, if not starting to side with you, which, again, I think is insane. Uh, I I mean, honestly, it's probably, I think, 150, you were insane for saying that. 145, I might have been insane for saying that. So it's probably 147 is probably the right answer. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah, and I still think that's insane. Uh, I will. What did I text you afterwards? I will, if Warholm runs 145, I will buy a James Harden jersey and wear it for the rest of my life. I think that (laughs) was the message I sent. I wouldn't be as confident about no sub 150, but I think I'm feeling pretty good at no sub 150 as well, too, for either of them. But, you know, we'll, we'll hear what these arguments are. I will take all the evidence. I will weigh it. I will also keep in mind that I never like losing an argument to you. So it's yeah, very same. unlikely that I will back down. <laughs> in fact, I will just become more entrenched in my position because that's the way that these conversations go. I don't – my thing – here is just that specialization matters and the the premise of the question was no alterations to the trading they just show up as they were that's true and tokyo that's... and listen i don't think carson warholm is 45 5 in the 400 obviously because you run faster than that right yeah but that just kind of goes to show you and he was tired i'm sure and post olympics i'm sure but it just goes to show you automatically transferring speed to one event can be a mistake. I understand that. At the same time, I think complementary events, events that you're you're one away. I'm not saying it's just the 800 is a beast on its own. Yeah. It is 
absolutely brutal. No no question about that. Um, However, I think if you literally are sub 46 in the 400 meter hurdles, which leaves itself to like, you have to have crazy strength and endurance to like get through a 400 meter hurdle race. Like that's, that's not just speed, right? Like that is, you have to have this like, just unbelievable. You what? Yeah. Jump too. You do have to hurdle, which is less important in the 800, but I still think relevant. Um, and I just, I, I just can't see a scenario where he can't just run f- 54, 54. Mm. It just doesn't seem, that seems crazy, like that he wouldn't be able to do that. Again, no. Because like, obviously, if, if he spent the next 18 months training for the 800, you think he could run 145? I still no, I still don't think he could. But okay, well uh, but, now I think you're completely insane. But I think he could. Bre- I think he could break 150 if he spent the next <laughs> eighteen months. Tomorrow, I don't think he's going to turn in. Let's, let's save this for later. I, I mean, it's never going to happen. I don't think he's going to turn into a world class eight hundred. Because we got a, this other. We got this other. But one forty five is it's world class, but not really. Uh, Jason, have you seen these eight hundred meter times? <laughs> have you yeah. seen these eight hundred meter times? Oh man. 145 is definitely... 145 won't win you NCAAs most years. So, like, I can't say that's full world-class. I think it's definitely... But you're you're basically saying he's Diamond League quality, though, in an, in an 800. If, if he trained for it, absolutely, yeah. And like, but, if you, but if you're 146, you aren't even Diamond League quality. I think he could be Diamond League quality in the Open 400 if he really worked at it. Yeah, He could improve 100%. on his 45 mid-showing <laughs> where he got absolutely walked. First question. Let's get into Lausanne and Paris. So we'll talk about that yeah. more later. Should Warholm have to give back his medal? After his performance in Lausanne. <laughs> you know, he's... Uh, I, I Obviously, I was hoping he, he would run something crazy fast. He's run a ton. He shattered a world record. Um, he hadn't run the 400 much this year. I, I was I was hoping he could go sub 44. And I still think he could go sub 44. Like, if he decided to make that a thing for next year. Um, but, yeah, it was... It was slightly disappointing, but I feel like he's given us so much. I'm willing to give him a pass on this one. Yeah, I was joking. No, I, mean, I know. For, of course. For the record. I do not believe he should have to give back his medal. I I was slightly bummed just because I was like, oh, oh I was hoping he'd do a little more. But like, it's just because of how great he is. 100%. 100%. I was bummed as well, too, because that, that was in no way, shape, or form an indication of his 400-meter ability, even if you're the biggest event specialist evangelizer as, as as perhaps i've turned into on this show there's no way for 45 mid is it i think again i think low 44s is like i feel really good about low 44 obviously and even high 43s that's where i think he's probably at right as high 43s like yeah well of course so it's hard to put more than that on anyone you have been breaking the because... world record in seven different events so i don't think right. your opinion is necessarily the, the best to go to with warholm's potential but i think he could with when you run forty five nine again. It's it's not the exact correlation. It's, you run a time that no one's run in history. It's going to be hard to figure out exactly. Like you don't have a comp at that point. Yes, but I think true. but I think high high forty threes certainly forty four low. I'd feel just terrific about if he had a couple more races and if this was the beginning of the year. But he hasn't done it. And so his PB is which kind which is the bummer because you want to just see him actually get a legit shot at it. And the fact that he ran so slowly makes you think of, well, this wasn't even like a real attempt. This wouldn't even enter into my data set. Um, but yeah, cause right now he's still sitting on 44, eight, 
Not yeah, good. which I mean, just seems it's so it's it's crazy that it's that close to an actual hurdle time. Like it just seems so nuts. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, would it be cool for him to, you know, try try to run a few four hundreds next year? Sure. Yeah, I'm 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 all about that. Yeah. Oh, I am. maybe a couple eight hundreds just for fun. Not gonna happen. Okay, no, we'll get back to him later. We'll we'll get plenty of Warholm talk later. Well, London, by the way, got the win in that one. Defeating Carson Warholm. Let's go to the women's hundred because this year has really been yeah. about, other than the four minute hurdles, this has really been about the women's hundred. So we had Lazan, we had Paris. The big one was Lazan. Fraser Price, 1060, gets a PB. Elaine Thompson Arat, 1064, which strangely is not one of her best times of the year because she read 1054 and 1061. Later on, we had Paris. Fraser Price scratched. I think she's going to come back later, though, so I think we'll see them again for the Diamond League final. Maybe one last hurrah. But what did you think of these two, these two meets and, and what they meant? Obviously, without Fraser Price there, Thompson are one comfortably, 1072. But these are the best. Lazan, Pre, the Olympics. We're witnessing right now the best women's 100-meter races of all time. And I don't know if people are aware of that. Yeah, no, it's absolutely. I mean, we're seeing 10 sixes like all the time, mm-hmm. which that just doesn't, that's not, that's not a thing that happens. Right. And it's even kind of crazier that it's, I mean, it's two established stars that we've, you know, been around forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the two greatest ever to do it. Uh, and then this isn't even including Richardson, who was like the, young up-and-comer you know supposed to be kind of the breakout star like if you had just like maybe a normal season from her i still don't think she's running 10-6-0 or 10-5-4 any of that but like it'd be another person you could throw into this already like you said probably greatest 100 meter year ever uh for the women and it's the fact that shelly and fraser price you know pr'd twice this year (laughs) um yeah you know she was already (laughs) the best ever uh and it you know thompson running the 10-5 was obviously just like a this massive thing but then <laughs> fraser price runs 10-6-0 you know borderline breaks it she said she's not not only not done but she's like running you know at her best um and it's hard to argue with that because she's literally i mean if ignore what thompson did if you just look at fraser price's performances this year it's unquestionably her best year ever yeah and we get to see that going forward and they are fine racing each other all the time, um, which is even even more exciting, and they're just going to end up pushing each other that much more. So this is, and then Sharika Jackson's like having a really great year, but it's just she's yeah she's that uh you know she's run ten seven multiple times, which is which is amazing and would put you maybe number one in the in the world most years, but she's uh she's a distant really good third. When you look at and you compare Lausanne to Tokyo, and you think okay did. Fraser Price just run a whole bunch better. Did Thompson Hurrah run worse? Because it was a blowout in Tokyo. Yes. But she goes 1061 into a headwind there, where here she had it at her, they had a nice wind behind them. So clearly, you know, Thompson Hurrah, not the same type of race she had in, in Tokyo. Fraser Price drops down from 1074 to 1060 she had a better race i think if this if this run happened in 
in Tokyo, I think immediately people would have said that was the best women's hundred of all time. Because and th- people might have said that already about <laughs> that that Tokyo final. I I didn't hear it, but it was just it was so one sided. I felt like because she wins by over a tenth, but she celebrated early as well too. What did you feel like when when you saw the Lausanne race? Were you thinking okay? This just doesn't have the stage of the Olympics, but we've never had two 10-6 women in the same, like, run in a race before. That's never happened, to have two 10-6s at the same time. And it was close. Yeah, it's – yeah, it's almost – I guess because it followed the 10-54. And the pre-race. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> it was just – it was hard to, like – I mean, no, no, it was still um, incredible. Like, but it was – yeah, the initial reaction wasn't, hey, this is one of the – this, that, that might have been the greatest hundred ever or one of the top couple hundreds ever, mm-hmm. um, which it should have been because, like you said, it's just – I mean, it's literally the second and third fastest women ever mm-hmm. running against each other and, and both running, you know, two of the top whatever, five, six, seven, wherever that's at now, yeah. times of all time. Um, so, it yeah, it, it should have had that kind of feel. It was still just like a holy crap. Like, Fraser Price just took it faster. And she beat Thompson, who had been on a, a ridiculous roll. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, you're right. It it should have, it should have seemed even bigger, and it was still like a holy crap kind of race. But it it didn't feel like maybe it just. I, I think we're spoiled. Like it's just become like the women's four hundred meter hurdles in the same way, where it was just like this just happens. Yeah. When they race each other now, and. uh you know, I don't know if they're, yeah, if they both go 10 5 something in one race next year, then yeah, I guess maybe that'll be enough to just go, okay, this is that this was is the it. greatest race of all time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it still was incredible and it still makes you go, like, okay, Thompson has the edge right now, but it's maybe it's not over. Maybe Thompson isn't going to own the next <laughs> four championships for sure. I saw Fraser Price tweeted Paris 2028 with like the eye. <laughs> or 2024, excuse me, with the. Like, the I was just saying, I was like, yeah, that would be, that would, I, I can't put it against her now. LA, it's... yeah. Well, I think you brought up a good point because you had the Olympics where you have the highest stakes, and then bam, right after that, you go right into a 1054. So nothing's going to replace the stage of the Olympics, and then nothing's going to replace the time of a 1054 unless you run faster. So even if you go and you have the collaboration of two 10 sixes, you're right. Just we're spoiled because of the previous two performances gave us something that was going to be really difficult to replicate in that Lausanne race. Or she did the she did Paris 2024 thinking emoji. <clears throat> hey, I mean, yes, not, yeah. Let me answer yeah, that for absolutely. you. Yes, if you're thinking about it, I'm like, here to tell you. I would if you said like, what do you think will happen? Like, I think she'll medal if she's around. Like, I'd, why wouldn't she? Yeah, I, 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 I thought this was great. Obviously, that they're racing so much. We shouldn't take that for granted. They've battled a bunch nope. this year. Their careers, they haven't run a lot just because, you know, Fraser Price has been, or sorry, um, Thompson Raw has been, been hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Like in 19 and in 17. And then 20 was a weird year. Um, they've, they've raced a couple times, but this is the year when they're really racing. Yeah. And, which and is, they're both at their peaks. Which is great, right. Kind of perfect timing. Right. So many times the rivalry happens too late. In this one, the rivalry happened right on time, basically. Uh, which is crazy to say for, you know, Chilean Fraser Price is, whatever, 34. Mm-hmm. And it's just right at the right time. 
Right. They stump. We right. stumbled into it. We got lucky. Yeah. No, it's working. I mean, because you could have totally. You could see a scenario where we missed it, like we did with the. Oh, absolutely. The men's hundred with Bolt and Blake, and can't get those years back. But with them, it happened right on time, and I'm appreciative of it. And we'll get it. I think at least one more time in the hundred. Maybe we'll get it two more times, which would be great. But I mean, you look at their battles this year; it's pretty awesome, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's insane. And, and then you know, if 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 Richardson. You know, can he just jump up to that ten six range next year? Just jump to ten six, but like, you know, she's she's been ten set low ten sevens multiple times, and she's twenty or twenty one. So, you know, doesn't seem crazy. You, you could have three women in the ten sixes in the same year. You know, I, I and there's just enough big hundreds where you know you feel at least two of them are going to show up most of the time. Yeah. So you look at. Um... In this, in the, uh, in the hundred this year, <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm keeping this to the hundred, not the, not the two hundred. But if you compare Thompson Hurrah to Fraser Price this year, <clears throat> it's nine to three. Thompson Hurrah, but a lot those count like semifinals and stuff too. But so you had okay, yeah, it was the same man. <laughs> like, did they race together that many times? So you got. I wish I could limit this by. Can't limit this by. I can't. Never mind. I'm on the World Athletics website. So basically, you had Jamaican champs. She 1070 to 1093. Rio 1070. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Nine, that's 9-3 all time. 9-3 all time. Not this year. Okay. My that makes more sense. My apologies. That's so many races. <laughs> but I mean, if you want me to go back, so 16, Elaine Beater, Jamaican champs, and in Rio. Then they raced in 18 in an invite, and they ran over 11 seconds. They raced the in nineteen the Jamaican champs. Thompson beat her. Well, they both ran ten seventy three. Thompson got the win. Nineteen they raced at World Champs. Fraser Price won. Thompson was fourth. And then we get to twenty one. Fraser Price beat her at Jamaican champs. Um, I mean they give Thompson Hurrah the win in the in the semifinal. But and then you go to Sheikh Eshkavayavar ten seventy one to ten eighty two, which was July sixth. So that was Thompson Hurrah. Olympics 1061 to 1074, pre 1054 to 1073, and now Lausanne we have 1060 to 1064. So you have you have the Olympics there, which is amazing. Pre incredible, Lausanne top notch, and I'd even say that Jamaican Jamaican champs was impressive, even though yeah, even though Sharika Jackson got in that that second spot ahead of Thompson Ra, but Fraser Price ran a 1071 there too. So they've had several several classic battles, and hope we get hope we get more, hope we get more, which will be awesome. Um, and it was kind of cool that Jackson, when Fraser Price didn't run in Paris, was just all right. I mean, fill in that spot, right? I'll get second. <laughs> yeah, she's had an, a, a great year. I mean, she's been, you know, she's run ten seven a couple different times at least. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's just you know kind of been a distant third just because of how insane the first two have been. Yeah, men's two hundred. We had two good battles here. We had Bednarik versus Curly twice. In yeah. Lausanne, wind-aided win for Bednarik, 1065, 1965 to 1977. And then Paris, they both ran 1979, but they they got a tie here. This 200, Jason, you're a, you're a big 200 fan here. I'm loving it. Yeah. 
pretty interesting. It's, it's big with you know, and DeGrasse obviously is, you know, the kind of the guy to beat there right now. Maybe Lyles too, you know, with the the one comeback race there. Like there's some there's some depth and not just like well, if these guys run, it's like no, these are like their events. Like well, Curly, currently has okay, seven knows. Uh, yeah, who who knows with him? But Benaric is a 200 meter runner. No, Lyles is a 200 meter runner. DeGrasse is a 100 200, but like mm. probably better in the 200. Like so, mm-hmm. those are three really top notch guys, and I I feel like Curly's just going to embrace the 100 200 thing. Mm-hmm. It seems likely, right? I mean, he's he's turned the mm. corner in the two. Yeah, he's definitely yes. He's improved tremendously throughout the year in the two hundred, and it makes sense. which made sense. You know, he was yeah, he was a forty three guy. He was a nine eight guy. We're just like okay, something's got to happen here. Um, and yeah, he's he's got it figured. You know, nineteen seven a couple times in a row. Um, so that, that's that's pretty good depth right there. I uh, and then you know there'll be a couple other people you can throw in here or there, but at least four guys that are legit nineteen seven. Um. That's you know, and then Arian Knighton, yeah, he's a child, um, and you know, has run nineteen eight a couple mm-hmm. times. Like he he's going to be around. So yeah, that that's two hundred men's two hundred is really strong. He's a two hundred guy. Who who would you say is top ranked right now for the U.S. If you had to put some money down on a one off rate, if they all just showed up to the Diamond League final, who would you take? Right on, on the U.S. side. Um. I would say if it's not U.S. side, I'd take Andre DeGrasse. Um, but with just the U.S. guys, you know, Lyles still has the highest ceiling, and he, and he did that yeah. 19.5, and we could all say, hey, he's totally good, and maybe he is. But I'd, I just need to see it a couple more times, so I'm going to give Bednarik the, the edge right now. Okay. He's just been consistent. He like, has he's been. going to run 19.6, 19.7, and... Maybe Lyles will make that look stupid, and I hope he does, because if he's 19.5, great. <laughs> then, then everything's excellent, and maybe he can drag a couple other guys to even faster times, and, and things could get really good. But it's just, Lyles had a weird couple years. Um, and so we, we've seen one, but I, I need to see a couple. Yeah, Bednarik, you're right, has been incredibly consistent. He's got, I don't know, they posted that stat of just how many times he's run under 19. Or twenty win legal, and yeah, and most of the time it's not even nineteen ninety five. It's he's run consistently nineteen eights and nineteen sevens. Like that's it's really good. That's that's yeah. you know it's pretty close to a normal Noah Lyles year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's missing the big you know nineteen five or something like that. But um, what we were yeah. talking about with Lyles though, this just proves the point. Is just if he goes to nineteen five, it's going to be tough for anybody to catch him. Because you had this yeah. great race between Curly and Benaric in, in Paris, and it's in 1979, which is, um, again, an amazing, amazing time, an amazing performance. But, I mean, there's a reason only a handful of guys have run 19.5 there. Lyles has the capability. It's just a matter of yeah, I think, doing it next yeah, year. Yeah, I think 19.6 is on the table for any of these guys. I mean, Benaric did with the wind, but... Um, well, he ran one legal in... Tokyo, right? 68? Yeah, 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 that's right. There you go. So, yeah, and that was 1968 or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so, he, you know, he's a 19.6 guy. Um, you know, I think DeGrasse has, has clearly stepped up a level. Um, he's, you know, he ran 19.60 as well, obviously into a negative headwind. So, maybe, I mean, yeah. I don't know. You give me 19.5 Lyles and the Andre DeGrasse we saw mm-hmm. this last six weeks. I, I, I honestly, I don't know who I take there, but that would be, that'd be fantastic. 
These are Bednarik's greatest hits this year. 1965, when dated. 1999, 1998, 1999, 1983, 1968, just just that kind of consistency and it, you know it's just like when he steps on the line your average expected time for him is low 198s mm-hmm. probably um and and he could easily you know kind of be better than that and yeah it's just there's you know yeah if we get Knighton in there that's that's five guys who are going to be who are going to be really good mm-hmm. and curly's just kind of scratching the surface really like so he's he's a, he is a big wild card because we didn't know what to expect from him in the hundred, and then he ran like nine eight like four times in a row, kind of slipped, and then got back to that. And he had barely kind of run the two hundred, um, but now he's running a few times in a row, and he's starting to figure that out. So curve looks he'll good. Be, yeah, he'll, he'll be around. I mean, that's this is going to be this is really good. The two hundred is much deeper than the four hundred now. It's weird. The two hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in the U.S. I mean, it's not even close. Yeah, not even. Not even close in the United States. Worldwide, you, yeah, you throw in what Gardner and Zambrano and James did. But, yeah, in the United States. <laughs> and even then, I'll take the top end of the 200 over that. Well, what do you think Michael Norman runs next year? Because you could say, hey, he could, he, he could be really good in the 200. He's already been really good in the 200. But it seems so hard to make the damn team in the yeah. 200. Yeah, honestly, it's – yeah, a couple of years ago you said, well, if he decides to run it, he's a guaranteed a spot because all he had to do was run 19.9. Um, yeah. Now 19.7 probably will get you on the team. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm not uh, – I don't know. Yeah, with, with how weird of a year he had, um, he's got a – he's really got to have a bounce back. I mean, the 400 still, you know, he should make that team just because the, the, there's not a lot of even low 44 guys. Right, that you they have a ton of faith in, but um, I don't know. It's just especially if some of those other international guys, whether it's you know Zambrano, Van Niekerk, any of those guys, like kind of, and Gardner's the cl- clear favorite at this point. Um, I don't know. He he could easily be just on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. There's two three thousands I want to talk about: the men's in Lausanne and the women's in Paris. We'll start first with the. The men's 3,000. Lil Britt's in with 733. Looking very calm, cool, collected. Fun race, though, because yep. McSwain did, did what he does. Yeah. And, and threw the match there and got things going. And then they got caught. And then Lil Britson just just kicked away. But he's been solid all, all year, regardless of the distance. Yeah, he is fully like just kind of reached like uh, I. When's this guy gonna lose again? Um, and in those, it's so hard to just never lose in the fifteen, mm-hmm. you know, kind of range just because weird stuff can happen. But it's it seems like hey, okay, if you want to run three twenty seven, then he can run three twenty seven. Do you want to sit and kick? Okay, you're done. Yeah. Like I don't. He's so young, and we knew how talented he was, and he was already second or third best in the world and now it seems like he just kind of got a little more confidence and just 
that little extra something and it's he, he just kind of does whatever he wants he's he, for for a guy who's uh not quite 21 he's just kind of owns the event like it's like he's everyone's kind of has to key off him now you sure we're not going a little too far based on a couple races See, i mean so the only thing is i guess if you say okay chariot maybe will still be the guy but the thing is he's been doing this for the past two years and it was only chariot was the only thing preventing him, him okay. from winning these like like he was consistently finishing <clears throat> second like in every 1500 and 3000 or whatever but if and, and, and maybe Cherry takes takes back control but if you go hey this this is this didn't come out of nowhere and this didn't i, I don't think i'm kind of jumping the gun cuz it it does look like he's kind of just got that i don't know 3% better or whatever you want to call it um 4% better yeah 4 yeah oh interesting um but it, it does seem like I just don't know. I don't know. Are you? Is there anybody you feel like is gonna you know can can come back and, and beat this guy? I mean, keep in mind Asbel Kiprop's uh, suspension is done in February 2022. Yeah, so. yeah. I did not. I did not. I cannot wait. I did not consider that he's just reaching new form on Twitter too. Oh man, tweeting your mom jokes at people. It's. Just, <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, but I did. My bigger question. I guess would be maybe this is peak Lulbritson though. And his age obscures the fact that he's been at this for a while and running really fast for a while. And then you just kind of run out of room to improve. And I wondered how long he can sustain it for, because even if he's off by a little bit, the 15 is real tough right now. And the five, every event is really tough, but if he, if he keeps, if he improves even modestly, I 100% agree with you. So the, I, I think the question is whether or not he can su- even sustain this. Like, how long can he sustain this? Because I agree, you run 328 and 1240 and change in, in the 5K. There's not many people who are going to be able to come up with that to beat you. So it's not even about one specific person, it's more about him. But I guess, I mean, so he's on year three or four. Of being like an elite level guy, yeah. I mean, it's I remember back in was he's it twenty? Yeah, like he didn't. Bre- I remember that was that year. I think it was eighteen when he won the fifteen hundred at Peyton Jordan and beat Chalimo and Centro, and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" Which in retrospect seems pretty weird to say that. So you're right, but I just, I mean, all those years though of running, because even before that, he was. I mean, he was so young, but he just run like the workload was. Pr- like, we'd read those stories like he quintuples at European Juniors. I don't know. Well, now that he's kind of reached this, like, hey, I'm the best in the world. I'm a, I'm a gold medalist. Yeah. Does he? He probably takes some stuff off a little easier. Like he lightens the load a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Would be my guess. But I, I don't maybe maybe not, but I don't know. It just seems like yeah, I guess if I, I'm not going to bet on the 20 year old has already reached his peak and hey, he's on his way down. Yeah, but I'm think that I think that's the best. If you're his competition, that's your best. But if you're his competition, you're older than he is and have been doing this longer than he has. So why is he going to f- fall apart? I mean, just than you are. I mean, just every race different, right? Like in some people. 
the the rise is super quick and then the the peak is much shorter versus people who are had a much more gradual rise. I'm looking from 17 to 18. He went 339 to 331, 2017, 2018. Yeah, which I mean, that's you know, I, I that see. I mean, the fact that he did it from age 16 to age 17 probably is that's the reason why. Part. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, I get it. But yeah. but so you say 2018 is when it's. I mean, this is only year four. Um, yeah, I don't believe this. Is, to be clear, I don't necessarily believe this to be the case. I'm just pausing it as a theory as to yeah, like. I'm, I'm I'm disagreeing with this theory. I'm saying he's uh he's the guy to beat for the next several years. I, yeah, I I I'm saying that's the more likely solution than all of a sudden Timothy Chariot finds another second, right in his PR. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, unless there's a Lil or Britson, I think that's his only thing that's going to stop. There him, is. There is. I know his dad said something to the effect of. They basically tinkered with the two older brothers and then figured out the perfect system for him. Yeah. And what did he say? His endurance can't get – he didn't think his endurance could get any better, but his speed could improve, which I thought was interesting because I just assumed the opposite. But because you, – you bring up a good point. Cause every, since every, pretty much everybody's older, although I think Jacob Kiplimo is basically the same age as Close, him now. Yeah. But by, by and large, his competition or the people we think of as his rivals right now are all older – the the thought of them being able to make a bigger improvement than him it seems far fetched, but you know him staying healthy and him p- continuing to be a three twenty eight, seven twenty seven, twelve forty eight performer, it's not guaranteed. That's 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 my that's my larger point. I don't think it's likely. I I'm with you. Obviously, I think he's the favorite for. 22, 23, 24, if you're pick 25, if you're picking, if you have a future bet on Ingebrigtsen at the 2025 <laughs> World Championships, he might be, Sign the, me up. yeah, he might be one of the, the, the stronger picks. Uh, but I think that's more likely than someone from the current era beating him in the short term. Now, in the long term, if you're going to say 2025, yeah, you're right. Maybe then there's a, another person that's not even on our radar right now. Who is. Yeah, you can never really predict yeah. that. I mean, for me, I guess I'm thinking he he seems to be just, and it's obviously that the improvements from like last year to this year are maybe subtle, and maybe it's just like, hey, he's beating yeah, Cherryute now where he yeah. wasn't before, mm-hmm. and he's getting a half a second faster in the in the fifteen hundred. Maybe that's you know, and which can be a number of different things. Um, but it seems like like I don't know that if he's taking that that tiny step forward, like I mean. It, is next year we're going to see like, hey, he's going to try, he's going to start trying to run three twenty six. Like, is that mm-hmm. a, is that a goal or is it just going to be? I don't know. I mean, like, because it's yeah hard to put a limit on some of this stuff. Um, but I said Asbel Kiprop coming back six months. Nian Nian Saba wins the the Paris three thousand, formerly silver medalist in the eight hundred, eight nineteen. <laughs> Number yeah. five all time. We just saw her tear up the two mile at the Prefontaine Classic. Do you think? What do you think is going to happen with her? <laughs> because she can't run four hundred of the mile. She's tearing yeah. up the three. <laughs> she did good in the ten k, but not like this. Yeah, it's. I I mean I I will never try to predict what federations are going to do because it's just a state of mind I can't get into. Um, What's Seb but, Coe gonna do? Yeah, I mean, but like, she's clearly gonna be a. I mean, she's running, you know, top five all time and 
3k two mile i, I think that that's going to translate to the uh the 5k 10k pretty well i mean like yeah. I said, she already ran good in the 10k um she had dq'd in the 5k she could have made maybe a medalist yeah in the which 5K. i mean who knows what could have happened there um like what's the list of people who are really 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 good at the 3k but suck at the 5k it's not yeah, a very long list it's a small i just very can't do the other five laps just can't just do like, it no this is my absolute limit um so yeah i mean i think she's going to be an absolute metal favorite in the 5k um and whether that causes them to say hey we have new findings that we need to adjust this i don't know but uh i mean she yeah she's the talent is obvious is just clear like she's just like the the longer she does does this too like she's hasn't been doing this that long and she's already super elite in the 3k and beating these huge it's not just fast times that she's beating these you know great runners at these two um feel like it would be i'd be shocked if she's not a medalist has your position on the dsd issue changed no i mean i i didn't really you know i like i said it's it's such a hard thing to actually like i i was never like saying hey they should be outlawed from the from the 800 to begin with um the i understand that you know at certain point lines have to be drawn but I don't know how you figure out what the right thing is. Like where, where you go, hey, this is this is where it became unfair. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, you change the rules on her. She says okay, and I I'm going to go do these other events, and then she gets great at that. And then if you change the rules on her again, like it's hard not to just be like, okay, you guys clearly just don't want me to run. Yeah, and I think that was the case with the initial rule because oh that, yeah, they, absolutely, they yeah, basically they thought, said it. You know. they, it's, we 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 weren't putting our tinfoil hats to come up with that conclusion. I remember on this pod we were reading quotes about it at the time, and one of the doctors involved was basically like, "Evidence is if they're really good, so we reserve the right if they're really good yeah. in another event to add other events at a later date." And you're thinking, "Wait a minute, all the science involved in the sport, <laughs> and that's what we're going with here." Well, and that's always been it, right? I mean, going back to a Pistorius thing. Like, yes, yeah, yeah. the reason he was allowed to run was because he was pretty good. Uh-huh. If he was really great, he he wouldn't have been allowed to run. There's no way. Mm-hmm. So um, I get those are, you know, different situations. But that's overall how these decisions are made. And no matter what, you're not going to make everyone happy. Because there are some people who just go, hey, she can't control how she's born. Absolutely. She just, you know, just wants to run. You gave her these rules. Let her run. I, I'm not going to argue against that. Other people are going to say, hey, it's unfair. She clearly has a massive advantage. And then, but different people are, everyone's born with slightly bigger advantages than others. So it, no matter what, you can make the argument however you want. Um, but bottom line is, I think you came up with some sort of reason why she couldn't run the event she was running. She switched. I'm fine with letting her run. Yeah. My colleague Gordon angered a bunch of people because his ba- his basic point was, yeah, she has an advantage, and you know you can never run the simulation to where you know, people born in a different way. But it's not as if she's running seven fifty, and it's not as if Semenya was running one forty eight, right? right? Like they were running times that were achievable. Now I, I understand that if people think it's unfair, well, then they're going to say it's unfair. It doesn't matter if you're unfair and run one fifty five or run unfair unfair one one forty five. 
But I think a part of the, what their argument stood on at the time was this just was this was unfair because look at this gap between everybody. But then now you're okay. Well, she's behind. She's like right it with Stefan Hassan in the all time list. In, in right. this 3K, she's 13 seconds behind the world record in the 3K, and the 800 meter times are fast. But we're seeing people run really fast now as well too. And again, to reiterate, I understand the difference. Like if you're talking about someone using a, uh, if you're just t- taking another non-applicable scenario, and you're talking about PEDs, it's like well, someone can take a PED and still be slower than somebody else doesn't mean you should right. take the PED. Like if there's what you deem an unfair advantage there, but there's also folks who just, and this is his, his point basically. It's like, I acknowledge that there's a, there's a difference and that there's an advantage, but I don't think it should be regulated. It's just not something that should be re- regulated. Like they should not have to take medication to regulate something. That's not like they had zero control over, which I think right. is like, if you want to have that, I, yeah, I'm not going to like view. say you're wrong. Yeah, like, I just I don't know. I, it's 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 like I said, it's it's not an easy conversation. And some people say, well, it absolutely is. It's I, I just think it is a very gray area. And I'm I think as long as you're you know kind of respectful in how you talk about it, which you're not like insulting the athlete, then but, it's you can have the conversation. Well, and that's the problem too, right? It's just most people yeah. aren't, and then it gets tied yeah. into the the transgender debate, and it's not the same thing. And then it gets looped in, and then you have a bunch of people just making bad faith arguments, which make it yeah. difficult. And and here's the other thing that's definitely problematic about it. Every impacted athlete, high-profile impacted athlete that we've known about so far, and not everybody discloses it, but other ones we know about so far, are all from Africa. Right. Which I don't know if – I'm sure people at World Athletics are aware of that, and I don't know if there is a – like like what they think of that dynamic because certainly that does not that's not i don't think that's not the image that they want to put forward and with this i mean you talk about 800 people we talked about the 400 runners this past summer with mboma and masalingi mm-hmm. who yep you know went and ran in the 200 and got a medal in the 200 very well yeah yeah well then they went to world youth and, and they ran the 100 and ran real fast as well too but that's been the common denominator here and I mean, would not- anything have changed if a thing Mo came out like four years ago? Well, that's and was doing what she's doing now. Like, it, would it would this have happened? So this is this is exactly Gordon's point. Okay, um, and it's Gordon, so he made it in just like a real backwards, confusing roundabout. Way. No, <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, but yeah, that 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 was his point. It's like the optics were this. There was this major gap. And if there was another, and forget a thing, Mo Keely Hodgkinson ran one fifty five this year too, as right. well, right? Yeah. So don't, you, you don't even need to make it about one specific person. Like you look at the eight hundred meter um, list this year, and you have you have two at one fifty five, and then you have geez six women at one fifty six. So I could see. If you just now started paying attention to this debate and you're purely looking at the numbers and you're reading the scientific journals, I could, I could just imagine that you're listening to Jason talk about this and you're like rolling your eyes. And you're saying, of course, that doesn't matter. Of course, it doesn't matter. But if you were paying attention a couple of years ago when they were making the argument, a lot of it just rested on the fact about margin of victory, basically. 
Right. And, it's just like, hey, she, she's clearly too good. Look at it. Well, and not even the top three because every race yeah. was exactly the, the same. same top three. Not again, not every race, but we had the, we had the the ongoing thing where it's like you just predict the women's eight hundred, just pencil them in. Semen is going to win. Nienzava second. You know, Wampui third. Like we just knew it yep. every every single time. So there was this feeling. So I think I think there is definitely something to that. And then that's where you loop back around to your your Pistorius point, where it's like it would have been not as noticeable. So maybe they would allow it to keep going. It's only when, you know, Pistorius, if he starts contending for medals, wasn't it? I don't, we, forget, we talked to someone on the show a long time ago about it, where basically it was, hey, let, Earth Sports was like, let's just do this thing. Let's let him run. It's going to be a good story. Not thinking he'd ever get that fast. And then obviously the story took a much darker turn in a completely yeah, un- was... un- unrelated way. But right. As it, as it pertains to whether or not he should be permitted to compete, they pushed the science stuff aside and was just like, we're going to let him run. I, with the, I think with the implicit idea that it would never get to the point of medals. And it never did. But I think that's what – that would have been the reverse scenario of what you're talking about where if Semenya was running and then there was a whole bunch of 155 people right around her, even though she went 154, but if there were people – right there constantly losing a couple times a year yes whatever exactly exactly yeah i mean no i think that's i think that's huge like pistorius never broke 45 um mm -hmm. that's that puts you perfectly in the hey he might make the final Mm -hmm. range and that's fine because that's then you get all the heartwarming stories of it and you don't have to worry about you know, and, and uh, you know, there's always someone, who, the ninth place guy who misses out on making whatever it is. But yeah. overall, the optics are really good on it, so you don't have to answer a bunch of questions about it. And that, I just think do you that think, shouldn't come into effect, but it does. Do you think there's going to be? Does the person exist who is for the ban from 400 to the mile? Right. Who Earth Sports is going to anger? if they extend it to 200 to the 10K or 100 to the 5K? Or is it basically you're either pro Niansaba and some you're running in everything or you think they should run in nothing? I do feel like that's about 98% of okay. people. And I, there, there probably are a couple, maybe even a couple people listening who's like, yeah, you know what? Like, I, I just don't... And maybe if I... If three things. If there was the science to back it up, if I understood the science that backed it up, and I could see the science that backed it up, then I could go. You know what? Well, maybe it is just drastic in this these events, and then not. And that, maybe that could you know skew some people in that way. But isn't I this just, just proving that that's not the case? Well, well, that's the thing is I don't think that's actually true. Like I just don't think that that it, that was well, they really drew the rule the because that's the rule. Those are to to go on the same train of making rules of convenience. They picked those events because those are the ones they thought that she could compete in because she had a really good 400 exactly. PB and a, and a really good 1500 meter PB. Yep. And they thought, well, there's no way that she'll be able to do the two in the. And they, they just came out with a thing that said that the, the paper that they relied on for the science is, had some re- retractions in it as well, too. So I'm sure Semenya's legal team is going to call up Kaz and be like, you up? Because we got, some, <laughs> we got some, some paperwork to file. So, I mean, the fact that Mboma is good in the four and the two, 
and the fact that Nian Saab is good. And her all-time mark, Jace, is better in the 3K than in the 8. Now you say, okay, they don't run the 3K that much. Right. But she hasn't run the 3K that much, and she ran a million eight hundreds. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's. And again, yeah. is she making an argument for her own exclusion? That's the problem. That's here. the problem. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. It's, and there were the people saying that Semenya would purposely not run as fast as she could because she didn't want to make it that obvious, right? Like that argument was out there, which was ridiculous. Because yeah, which was crazy, just because it didn't look like she was working that hard. But guess what? Kipchoge doesn't look like he's working that hard. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's no matter what, you have the people who are, who are against it, and I'm not even saying, hey, if you think it's unfair in some ways that you're this terrible person, it's just it's a it's a tough argument to have but i think it's a really kind of bs thing to just say hey they made this rule and now that she's good in this we're going to make the rule like more against her like it's just like well that's what i wonder are they going to keep tightening it and tightening it and tightening it until it's basically you can run the marathon right or do the pole vault or the indoor 60 yeah you can only each year we'll pick a different event that you can do and you have to learn it immediately at that point Let's move on. We had a yeah. – uh, the other results, I don't think we need to go deep into. The men's 800 is still happening this mm-hmm. year. Are you sure? More on that at 11. Uh, Devin Sorry, Allen. men's eight. You just, you're not it right now. Devin Allen and Hansel Parchment uh, both got wins in the high hurdles. Paulino backing up her silver medal with, with two good wins in 50.4 and 50.2. Allison Field got third in Paris. Femke Bull won the Formula hurdles. Still Muhammad was fourth. Bit of a surprise, but I want to talk about this world ha- uh, world women's half marathon world record, or as Pre would say in the movie Prefontaine, world's record That's in right. Northern Ireland. Yelamzerf Yelahualu, sixty three forty four, first woman sub sixty four, twenty two years old. Jason, uh, let's first of all. Can we queue up the world record song, please? I, I was just going to say, so half marathon, does this fall under regular or regular. angry? Regular. We just play it regular. a lot. Okay. This, is the reason we, this is the reason the song gets rotation. There's yeah, no, okay, that's fair. There's no payola in the record song division. I feel like this, is, this event's right on the edge, and I agree. It's, it's right on the edge of real, yeah. but it's, it, it's, it's maybe the last thing on the, on the uh, regular world record song. It's an officially sanctioned distance, and there's enough races that happen at the distance to where I feel good about it. I'm not going to do 20K, 25K, yeah. 30K. Absolutely. I'm not even doing that. You could even argue with me about road 10K and road 5K. I'll play it probably just because we like the song. But half marathon is above all those. I would say there's others that are grayer than this. I'm fine with half marathon. The problem is we just play it a lot because the record gets broken every 10 minutes. Yes. But that's not a problem, because we like the song. We like the song. It's, it's good. It's fantastic. No one's, no one's mad at this. Well, it's a world record The likes of which has never been seen Well, it's a world record Highest, fastest, farthest a human's ever achieved Wouldn't believe if I told you Go to YouTube and I'll show you Got results to verify Soon it will be ratified Well, it's a world record 
likes of which has never been seen Well, it's a world record Highest, fastest, farthest a human's ever achieved Well, it's a world record Well, it's a world record All right, so she's someone to watch in the future, right? She's only 22 years old and... 63. And, yeah, and bronze in the world half this year. She's run well in the 10K. Before, she's only been around a couple of years. She's already put up some impressive performances. We got an email actually from – who was this email from? Let me pull up the old email thing. Scooter needs to do a song where I look up email. Looking for emails. Yeah. Um – Oh man! And the time we started recording, someone wrote wrote in again about Warholm's eight hundred. So we need to. Of course they did. We need to. Hopefully they agree with me. I needed to group these early on. So um, here it is, Colin, formerly from Palo Alto, now from San Francisco. Drink. How many U.S. men do you think there are that could run faster than her? And I, mm. not to make this Oof. all about the U.S. men. No, no. It is the half This, this is an though. incredible performance, and I, I, I do not want to diminish it in any way by saying, like, oh, men are fast. That's, that's irrelevant. But it's just an interesting question because well, of and how you, fast 63 is. You're on record as being anti-half marathon in general, so this will just be... I love the half marathon as a barometer for how good you are at other events. Yeah. It's, so, it's, a, it's its own fault. Like, if it was in the Olympics or world championships, like, it would... It would be its thing, right? But it's yeah. it's got its own world championships, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it just it, it's you know outside of uh, Zernese Tedese, there's really no just half marathon people. Well, G Camo was that for a while. He that's true. He, he finally could, broke through, though. You could still say his best performance. I mean, he probably is still. That's probably his best event still. But okay, so I looked it up in history. 171 U.S. men have run that fast on legal courses. Gotcha. And then I looked in the last three years, and 37 have done it. Now, not everybody runs half marathon right. every year. So I, th- I think that number would be much higher if you had everybody hop into a race. But Yeah, ideally you throw in the <laughs> best 10K and marathon runners. Well, what's that? I said, yeah, ideally you throw in all the best 10K runners. And all the best marathon runners. Yeah, college kids too, right? Like you right. could have a pretty good – I'm looking here. So I'll look – There would there, be a lot that would end up on the wrong side of it though. Right. And just as, as comparison, I said what, 37? Yes. 37 are done in the last three years. Well, I guess how – That's be, 37 different men? Yes. Okay. I'm just yeah. Thirty-seven on the to, to to put it in a different event. Ten flat in the hundred. Oh wait, that's worldwide. Hold on, let me change to U.S. Hold on, bad stat, but you can see where I'm going here. You can see the, thirty-three the direction with where I'm which with I'm with which I'm steering here. Uh, thirty-seven, ten, 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 ten. Okay. So yeah, it's you're definitely talking about like yeah, like a, mo, mo, a good amount of the high end college guys. One forty-seven, one. In the 800. Well, I'm just saying how good the rest of the world is or weak the rest. I mean, the, I don't know. I don't know what that, what that proves. It proves that U.S. men aren't running it enough or they're not running fast enough or this performance is just amazing. I'm not sure. 330, 337 in the 1500. 
Yeah, which I, I, I could go on and on. It's sort of out of whack. Three thirty-seven, but well, let's look at the marathon. Let's see how many people. This is probably a better one. U.S. men, thirty-seven, two thirteen, thirty-four, which is kind of interesting because that's women, right in that range of. Well, what's Bridget Cosgrove's world record? Two fourteen, oh. Yeah, I don't know it offhand, but oh four. So it's actually kind of interesting. That's close. So yeah. if you, you compare road to road, makes sense. And that's where, you know, we know 213 is right in the middle of that giant cluster of U.S. men. Yes. That, yeah. you know, are all between two, 212 and, and 215. It's, it's this huge, huge grouping. So The famous prob- I mean, if you cluster. literally put every single person who, you know, could do it in a race... Then yeah, you're probably getting forty plus people, fifty people doing it. But oh yeah, I think I think it might even be higher because there's so many good, solid college guys who could run who could run sixty three high who just aren't doing half marathons. I think easily easily fifty right now. I would say, but again, probably. but again, yeah. only fifty people doing it just shows how good the record is. Yeah. Oh no, it's it's obs- and like sixty three and this. And we talked about how the, the half marathon record continues to get broken. Like as as impressive as sixty three forty four is, like Safan Hassan's probably gonna yeah. run sixty three twenty at some point. Like it's just gonna keep going. Where it's just like, oh my god, like this is this is insane. Yeah. So in twenty fifteen, the record was sixty five oh seven. Wow. And then since then, three, four, five, six, seven, ten people have run. Fa- There's been ten performances faster than that. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we're going to hit a plateau at some point. Um, but just, I mean, women's distance, like, I mean, we, like I said, with what Cause Guy did, and then when you have women like Hassan and, and others who, if they decide to go to marathon slash half marathon, it's just the crazy speed that goes in there. And it's just hard to put that cap on there. Guess how far down you have to go in the women's half marathon list to find a performance pre-2000 oh man so basically the jason bleaching his hair era so far you have to go down i had never bleached my hair uh i was i used to have pretty blonde hair so it would have been uh, wasted on me um but puka shells for sure uh puka shell era 92 102 and the okay. performance comes from 1987 with Ingrid Christiansen. It's on a slightly downhill course, according to All Time Athletics. Yeah, 6640. Wow. And then in 97, again, you had, was this a. Oh, sorry, that was an uncertain course or uncertified. Okay, I'm not counting that then. Why are we putting that on uncertain course? Come on. Okay, but then you only have to go down a little bit for, for slightly downhill, and that's Masato Chiba, 6643. Okay, I'll, I'll throw that one out there as well, too, because it's just difficult. Uh, you had one from 99 where it was 66.44. That was pre-2000. So wow. those are the pre-2000 times. Which, is, which makes sense. I mean, we know the, what Marathon has ha- done over the past decade, even. It's just been this drastic yeah, uh, on both the men's and women's side. No one in the top 100. There's been 100 performances. And before people be like, shoo, 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 there's a lot of stuff in here from – 14 and 13 and I wonder what's the on the men's side is it is it similar I know there was you know I don't know if like Haley or something like that did let's look while I'm while I'm here let's see if let's throw out all the unverified marathons so 
I'll just start counting. 2020. No, give me, give 20, me possible 12 mile courses in there. 2020, 2020, 2019, 2010, 2010. Uh, we're going. Let's see if it, if one gets in the top 100. And I'm seeing a lot of 2019. Something must have happened in 2019. <laughs> 2012. Oh, no. No, it's going to be farther, Jace. Oh, wait. Wow. wow. Actually, I, I, actually, I always thought it was closer. It's pretty similar. 110. Okay. Paul Turgot, speaking of. That okay. high, highly grabbed last year, fifty nine seventeen in nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, so he's one hundred and ten all time on all athletics. Now, the next person is Turgot again, one forty one. So that's pretty similar. That's a good, good, good pull there. Good comp. So that's fifty nine seventeen, and then now we're down to fifty seven thirty. So we've almost dropped. You know, we've dropped a minute forty five off Paul Turgot, who was a legend. So, yeah, but I mean, and we've seen it even with the full marathon. We've, we've obviously seen the, the times just create, I mean, you know, looking at like an old Haley world record, there's 50 guys under that, or, you know, maybe not 50, but a lot of guys under that. Yeah. Okay. Email time. Yeah. All right. House of running gmail.com is the email address. Let's get into it. Huh? Do you want to save the Warholm stuff for the end? I don't know. Yeah. Let's, let's finish off with that. Um, and then I, I mean, we briefly brought this up earlier, but if you didn't see the Kyle Merber Asbel Kiprop exchange, well, it started with Merber and Kiprop, and then it was a, a random gentleman in there. Mm-hmm. But Merber goes, If you had one month to train for an all out mile, what would your workout schedule be? Asking for a friend. Asbel Kiprop says, One month isn't enough to train for an all out mile. In this case, I'd train my patience. <laughs> Okay. And then Killian Grunhagen says, just take EPO, oh. which is a pretty good burn, admittedly. And then as Bill responds, served by your mom, maybe. Whoa. Which is, I mean, fantastic. I, I mean, I, you don't get the, your mom jokes very much anymore. Um, but I like, you know, because, because. Man, the EPO, it's easy to just throw a block towards uh, Killian's way there. Wouldn't, no one would blame him. But uh, just to come back with, with that, like I said, I am all aboard the, uh, the Kiprop uh, comeback tour. Kiprop comeback tour. All right, here's Noah writing in from South Arkansas, previously from South Arkansas, now from Central Arkansas. I've never yeah, been to Arkansas. Different. I'd like to go to Arkansas at one point. I was looking at all the states I've been to. There's still 19 that I have yet to go to. Uh, Arkansas oh, okay. is one I have You've not. been to more than I am, I think. Yeah, I was able to check out Florida last week. I actually had not been to Florida, and I was there for a day. But I counted it because I went for a yeah. run there and had a meal. Uh, he thanks us for the pod and puts on a has a nice comment here. And I want to say, no, I appreciate that. Thank you for listening. I uh, hope everything's going well with you. I did he, read that too, and I yeah, very nice. Uh, he says, it was some time ago that you talked about the possible new names for the next Super Shoe. I thought about when that direction, what the next direction should be. He says, I'm what you call a full-size runner, so I thought Nike should come out with the Horsefly, be a shoe made specifically for the plus-size runner. For those of us always looking to run off the extra poundage, hopefully this would give us a magical advantage. I like it. This could be an easy way to tell when the elites have put on a few pounds, extra pounds in the off-season, be like a scarlet letter. If you see someone trotting around the Horsefly, you know they spent – a little too much time at the dinner table over the winter. I think Nike could definitely come up with a cool logo. He says, the other reason why I'm sending this email was a little bit of silly number crunching that I did. So he took the best times. I'm going to try to summarize this. He took the best times from the top 10 runners all time in the 1, 2, 4, 8, 15, and so on. 
He averaged them. Then he converted it to average uh, in, into a speed, meters per second. Then he looked at the percent decrease of speed between each distance. Okay. And these are some conclusions that he found. He says the decrease of speed between 100 and 200 was very small. This makes a great deal of sense, but it was interesting to see just how small a difference there was. The second smallest decrease in speed was between the 5 and the 10K. This wasn't surprising to me, but then when I thought more about it, I wondered why it didn't surprise me. Does this mean that there is just a speed limit that a human can run across distance, but that speed can be relatively maintained for a wide range of distances, meaning that it is difficult for a man to run much faster than 6.5 meters per second over a long distance, but a speed close to that can be sustained for a considerable distance range. There you go. Uh, the order of smallest to largest change was consistent between men and women, which makes sense. From yeah. least percent change to most, it was 1 to 2, 5 to 10, 8 to 15, 15 to 5, 2 to 4, and finally 4 to 8. Honestly, I'm not sure what to make of this, but I would not have guessed this order, I don't think. The 800 was the biggest decrease in speed by quite a bit. What does this indicate to you? Is it a sign of how hard the race is inherently? Is it a sign that uh, that it is the race that has the most potential from dropping more from the world record. This seems unlikely. Does it mean it's unpopular distance? I would love to hear your thoughts. I have included some graphs and attached the raw data. This, this is a, this is really interesting, and I think he said he didn't know if someone had done this. I, not that I have seen before. Um, so, yeah, it like I said, the hundred two hundred makes sense. I think we had talked about in the past, like I, I can't remember the exact meters, but like the perfect ideal distance yeah. for speed was like 160 meters or something like that yeah yeah so like that that makes a ton of sense we know how how similar those can be um and five and ten i think his conclusion is right on that it just seems like like guys get in that groove and, and you would think like you're literally running twice the distance at you know another 12 and a half laps or whatever but the amount it like it just seems like guys can hold that Mm-hmm. whatever it is, 90%, 80% of a full uh, uh, just exertion uh, much longer. 4.8 makes sense for a big jump. I would have thought 2.4 would have been the next biggest jump if you had forced me to guess just because the, that's kind of you know where it changes from true sprint to somewhat endurance to you know the mm-hmm. 800s right in that middle ground. So it makes sense that that one's just pure chaos. So I don't know if this is a reason for why there's the the biggest jump and the smart people will write in on this one. But I think you go from predominantly anaerobic to predominantly aerobic. Right. Or not not predominantly. But I think it's about it's like a sixty forty switch the either e- either way. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know what that means, but I just know that when you get to Okay, I'm looking at this article. Hold on, I pulled this up. I don't know if this is legit, but it is from the National Library of Medicine. Okay. Which is a library. That's, yeah. Uh, it says 400 event is 41% to 59. This is just male. Females, 45, 55. So that's aerobic to anaerobic. So 400, obviously predominantly anaerobic. And then 800, it goes 60, 40 aerobic to anaerobic for male, 70, 30 female hmm so take that jason and say what that means in relation to (laughs) the question no that makes sense though i mean it is i mean we know that you know but i mean it's like the two to four is the first because you know two is okay it's not a full hundred percent sprint the whole way but it's really close to that and so 
we know what that is. Four hundred is where you have to like it's just pure pain, mm-hmm. basically, because you're 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 right on the border of trying to keep that super high end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the eight is that next transition. Whereas the eight to fifteen, okay, you can you can balance it out a little more, but that 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 doesn't seem like as drastic of a switch. It, it, to me, I would have guessed four eight and two four. Like those those seem like the obvious transition points to the most difficult uh like carry over so but i think the two is i think the cl- two is closer to the four than the four is to the eight in terms of aerobic anaerobic yeah in general which, I think, would explain, in general, I think true. which would explain something again i'm not sure but someone smart will write in and be like hey kevin you gave me the kernel and i popped your mind popcorn and here you go <laughs> that's usually what we do we just let everyone else tell us what these smart things mean or people will say that has nothing to do with it because it's obviously self-evident that such and such such and such henceforth and then we'll be completely wrong that could be it yeah, too but much. that that was my first inclination was that that just requires this there's this big jump here so there's going to be there's got to be a chasm somewhere and that's where it is also means that warholm would struggle in an 800 Anyway. I knew you were going to bring it to that. Absolutely. No. Marshall from St. <laughs> Louis, formerly of Iowa. Hopefully you both saw former Iowa Hawkeye and heir to Bram Psalms, pacing crown. Eric Sawinski team up with Marvin Bracey, Mike Rogers, Isaiah Young, and a 4 by one Two items stood out for me. Sawinski was wearing a stellar bell lap kit. Chief, seriously, would like to purchase one of these kits. Chief, if you're listening. Well, we know you're listening, Chief. Tell the people how to get them. Uh, two, even with three sub-10 guys, the team only ran 40.35 and did not win. Swinski did not get the baton in first place either. Yeah, he got in about second, and then one team passed him. They got third out of five. Did you see this video? It's pretty hilarious. I actually missed this. Um, oh. I wish I need to watch this now because, yeah, that's <laughs> – I love that Swinski did it. Yeah, it's um, great. Because it's just like you're just put in this impossible situation where, it, you know, as – even if you're, you know – maybe not the absolute top in the world in your field. Like you're still a super, super elite athlete and you're yeah. used to always like being in the mix and then to just get thrown into no so idea how either your event. Like it's just, it's so such a drastic difference. Got to stick around. They got yeah. to stick around. That's and true. They had him on anchor, which was amazing. So, uh, okay. Chris from Omaha. Yeah. Sure. The Olympics are a couple of weeks past us now and we've had some other recent meets to watch and discuss. Including Shakiri's dropping a pre, Mo doing more Mo things, breaking the American record, Frerich smashing nine minute barrier, and Lyle's dropping a tasty nineteen point five two. But I'm sure everyone here is probably wondering. Uh, but I'm sure everyone here is wondering what I was, and that is if the Olympics were scored as a track meet, which country would win? Well, thanks to my shirking work responsibilities for far longer than I should admit, I just did that, and I probably screwed up some of it. But nonetheless, here we go. He used a standard ten eight six four two one scoring. Mode and track. Wait, but that's only scoring six places. Oh, <laughs> says yeah. if, if that's not the standard mode, it's still <laughs> one I use, so deal with it here, the top six countries. <laughs> okay, so here's a couple problems here, Chris. Uh, one, you got to go eight deep. Two, if you go eight deep, if you go to the World Athletics thing, they keep track of this. You don't have to do it. Anyway. Oh, do they? Yeah, I hate to just say he wastes his time, but well, anyway, women, he's got U.S., it doesn't have it broken up by women and men, though. So I guess maybe that's part of it. You got U.S. Uh, 121, Jamaica 74, Netherlands 49. <laughs> Safan Hassan is a lot of that. Wow. Kenya 39. And then fifth is a tie between China and Great Britain at 35. Men, U.S. has 112. 
points. Canada 44, Kenya 40, Italy 31, and then Uganda and Norway tie with 28. Worth noting is that the men's score included more countries in the women's field, hence the lower scores among the top six countries. I wasn't terribly surprised with the outcome, though. As I was tallying Jamaican women's team, I was starting to wonder if they eclipsed the U.S. However, the sheer depth of the U.S. in non-medal winning but still scoring positions significantly outweighed Jamaica's. On the men's side, the U.S. did very well in spots two through eight since they apparently forgot how to win events outright. Here's to a few more good and argy-bargy earth sports events this year and then a really weird major marathon season. That is Chris from Omaha. Yeah, so if you want it with, I think they did, I think they do it 10, 8, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. They do men and women together on the placing tables. And you can go look historically too. I think they scored high 200s and then in 2019 and 2016, they, like U.S. was in the 300s. I was looking at that because of all the U.S. has been terrible takes. I wanted to see more past top three and looking at four through eight and how it compared. Yeah, and it, it doesn't surprise me that, you know, even though the men were obviously very disappointing in the gold medal category, yeah. that, like, we, we know how deep they are, and even all those guys, yeah, did finish second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, so it's still going to get a lot of points that way. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to... I mean, some of these are just, like, Olympic stuff that I feel like we've talked about. Um, Marshall wrote in about the DSD issue, which we talked about already. Although he does say, I wonder why track is the only discipline where this is an issue. We do not hear about it in swimming, volleyball, WNBA, cricket, or football. I think it's just because track covers so many different, every corner of the world, basically, and it covers every possible athletic (laughs) skill set there is out there. In terms right. of in terms of speed, power, endurance, obviously it's not darts or anything like that. It's just this is this is how it's always been. This is like and it's an individual sport, so people are going to focus in on performances. But track and field is always the the litmus test for everything else. It it's, it seems like in all these complex issues, uh, you go go down the line when it comes to something that's controversial. It's pretty much happened in track and maybe happened first in track. Uh, Let's go to Eric wrote in with a news clipping from Track and Field News about um, – I don't know. If we, did we talk about in the show when Alex Wilson ran a 984-1989 double this summer? And, no, I don't think so. Oh. Well, he, anyway, he tested positive later. But anyway, um, it, it says did, basically it, times that World Athletics confirmed is not legit. And he, he was asking, does World Athletics just see the times and think, no way he's that fast without doping? <laughs> I think with this one, there was actually video where people slowed it down. I saw the track track internet was going through here and just saying, hey, like look at the clock and he's still running. There's no way he ran that fast. So I think they did that and just assumed that there was faulty timing, which happens. It's not It's not common, especially with how good the timing systems are these days but it is it is still common um but yeah like track and field news does do this like i mean famously right flojo's 1049 they have a little asterisk it says track and field news believes the 1049 was illegally windated and should have never been accepted as a world record we believe the real fastest is 1061 florence griffin joiner well they obviously haven't updated yeah they need to update that but like they just say they believe that, right? That's yeah. okay. That's great that they believe that. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. You, you can believe that, but it's like, yeah, it's 
official and you know with all the controversy around the 1049 it hey if fraser price or thompson or rob break the record probably not the worst thing in the world like yeah. when mutai held the fastest marathon ever without the world record Someone should dig into that race and see like what's legit and what's not. Yeah, man, I would love to read like a big write-up on that. Yeah, well, we'll see. All right, Alicia in London. Yeah. She says, you said Carson running the world lead in the 400 wouldn't really be a story, but it would. Well, good news for you guys. Didn't get close. Uh, <laughs> that's me saying that, not Alicia. European 400 record of 44.33 is what Warhol was trying to break in Lausanne. Is that really the European that record? That blew my mind. I, I, I read this previous because sometimes i'll read emails in advance and i just could not sometimes i'll prepare it's the oldest area record in athletics what i just see i didn't read this email ahead of time (laughs) because i was too busy reading all the benjamin 800 warholm 800 talk (laughs) men's olympic distances she says so among the men's olympic distances it's the oldest one and it was set on september 3rd 1987 when tomash Schlonleap, she's just making this up. Schlone of Germany <laughs> won the world championship in Rome. I wonder how many Americans have run faster. So many European athletes have come close over the years, but the most likely recent candidate looked like Matthew Hudson Smith at the European championships, but he walked over the line in a semi and seemed to get tired in the final. Note Carson here, he attempted the 400-meter hurdle double, but the races were overlapping. He said never again, LOL. <laughs> he is, however, the 2019 European indoor champion, indoor record holder 4505. And then she sent along the results for the semifinals of that meet. Okay, hold on. This is crazy. And Alicia was just saying before, hey, you guys should pay more attention to Europe. And we're like, right. yeah, we play she plenty of attention it, man. to Europe. I want this just to be like an ongoing thing where Alicia's like, hey, you guys don't know anything about Europe. Europe? And we'll be like, yeah, you're right. Because this, this blew my mind. Yeah, there should be a daily European fun or a weekly European fun fact with Alicia. Hold on. I'm looking up that stat, though. So of how many men all time have done have 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 run that time? What was the mark? Forty four thirty three. Forty four thirty three. And it she reminded me also that uh, Warholm had run forty five oh five indoors. Yeah, which is a good time. It's just sad he can't really rep- good. Except he can't replicate that outdoors. It's just n- not a, not a prime time competitor. Nope. So f- you said forty four thirty three. I did. Thirty three men. In the U.S. have done that. Okay. That's less than I would have guessed. Yeah, me too. Still a lot. But me too. Yeah, Warholm is tied for 16th fastest indoor 400 ever. Don't really know what that's. That's a that, European stat I didn't need to hear. Yeah, that's... that's And he, you know who he's tied with? Thomas hmm. Schlomlieb. So, you know who's 33rd on that list? You know who's the last person under the European mark? Hmm. Who's not European? Who's American? Rye Benjamin, 44-31. Nice. Man, in, that's his fast. I guess that is his fastest. He's, that was, I mean, we, we know he split 43 a few times, but. That was in the race where he ran against, where Benjamin, or where Norman ran 43-45. Mm, so. That's right. I mean, the U.S. has had 12 guys sub 44, though. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That is crazy. I definitely think Warholm could do it. Maybe. But it's interesting because Europe has obviously had some good sprinters and, and very good, you know, middle to long distance runners. Um, but for the 400, it just is one of those things, huh? It just doesn't really, doesn't really work. Yeah, so if you look at the all-time list, right? So it's like where does that sit 
like where's the first European athlete? Where where's Schloen? I apologize for him. I mean, if you listen to this pod, I'm just really ruining his name. Um, but if you look at so basically, where is he in the all time list? Is what I'm saying. Right. Is that is that one of the lower European performances? It's got to be right because yeah, because Europe it seems like they're good in almost everything else. But 50, he's 59th. 59th. Okay. Yeah. So there's the I mean, 30, said like 35 of them or whatever U.S. Yeah, and then you got let's see, Mexico, Ivory Coast, Brazil, Cuba, Botswana, Kenya, Trinidad, more Kenya, more Kenya, Nigeria, Cuba, Jamaica, Dominican Republic. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And on. There. I'm not going to read every country, and then of course South Africa. Whoops, sorry, drop that chair. Um, South Africa at the top there with Mr. Van Niekerk. Yeah. Thank you, Alicia. Good email. Appreciate it. Great email. Fantastic. Continue to make us look dumb with Europe stuff. I love it. Uh, Brian asks, changing of the guard, Frerichs over Coburn. Talked about that last week. Um, and then, oh, this definitely, is from August. Definitely possibility. This is from August 8th. That was a while ago. That was, uh, yeah, that was over three weeks ago. He takes responsibility for jinxing Marcin Lewandowski, though. He says, watching Kerr in that final makes me think Marcin would have been right there fighting for bronze. If you're listening... Marcin, I'm sorry. He definitely does listen to the pod, so that will get to him, no doubt. Um, At the very least, Adam Schott does, so he can pass it on. There's <laughs> uh, Kyle. This one's also old. I was going to write about some of the awesome events from the Olympics, but after watching the two marathons, I can only think about the lack of split screen, five and 10K mm. races. Um, plus We've been talking about, talking about that for a long time. Yeah. And he says Kipchoge took a huge lead, and they refused to use split screen to show him and the battle for second and third at the same time. So frustrating. Two things about the men's marathon. First, what did Kipchoge say to Rupp before he dropped the hammer? Second, how much better would the coverage have been if Gaucho was allowed to say more about Salazar than merely note that he was her and Rupp's former coach? I mean, I think she said yeah. everything she's going to say, right? Like, it's never, it's not like she held back before. No, true. I guess, yeah, it could have been, uh, yeah, just a few little, little offhand comments or something, which I would have mm-hmm. been fine with. Um, what did, I want to say, like, what would, what did Kipchoge say? Like, I feel like he, he, you know, saw him clipping there once. He gave him like the kind of just the stare. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then when he didn't respond, he just turned around and said, "All right," and then just left. I'm gonna. I want to ask him. I mean, if I ever get an opportunity to talk to Kipchoge, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, I need to know. It's we like need to play know. times over. <laughs> it's. Like, I don't know. I, I I wish it was something like, but it's knowing him, it was just something just like. There was no trash. Like I can't picture him trash talking because he's he's just too good. I, it, I hope hopefully it was a joke. It would yeah nothing would make me happier. Like hopefully it was a bit. All right, or just be like yeah hey stay on me while I make this move. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna read all of the Benjamin Warholm ones together. There's like five. That way we can okay, hear it, and then I'm putting a limit at this conversation in like ten minutes, and then we're moving on. Okay, so the one we just got uh, from Brian in. Conshohocken, PA. See, most people don't put their city, which is cool. Oh, I like Conshohocken. That's it. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess they do put their city, rally, and et cetera, et cetera. But pe- sometimes people just get, they say vague, which is good. I'm sure someone else would chime in, but here's the 800-meter conversions for Warholm, showing my work to get full credit. Oh, because you didn't do the math last time. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I did it right after we stopped recording last week. But Basically, long story short, he says 149.075 is the final answer for what Warholm would run. 
Kevin is loosely proven correct based on this conversation. Now you can debate how valid the conversion process is. Okay. So Brian says I'm 100% right, which is good. Well, that's still 149, which you still don't think he could do. No, it's fine. I still say he could do faster than that. Also, Conshohocken looks real nice. I'm looking at their city page here. Looks looks like a nice little town. Good website. It's terrific. Okay, I'm going to read all these together. Fun Fest is coming up next month, guys. Get your tickets. Fun Fest? The Conshohocken Fun Fest. Oh, okay. Saturday, September 18th. Brian, if you're still looking, listening, I need you to know. I need to hear all about like what the Fun Fest is and how that works because that sounds yeah. terrific. Um, Please. Okay. Don't interrupt me. Let me read all these. I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. Say, I'm going to say I'm right, and you're just like, all right. <laughs> Dan, Dan from Chicago, long time, 28th time. Just a quick note on Warhol running 800. I see both your points, but after thinking about it, I'm inclined to side with Kevin, not based upon his mm. ability, but rather his style. Warhol only knows one way to run, pedal to the floor from the gun. I could see him running a 22-second first 200 and splitting 46-something, only to drag the piano on his back across the finish line. Regardless, I'd love to see him try. Um, then we have uh, Marshall... He says, so Chris Chavez, do you know him, Jace? Have you heard of him? Oh, man, he sounds familiar. I think, okay. I've, uh, I think we guilted him to watching Without Limits. Okay, good, 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 good. Uh, he asked Warholm back in October 2020 what he could run the 800. Warholm said he hopes he could run sub-150. Output Warholm's floor for the 800 at under 153. As you may recall, Warner, Jeremy Warner, ran an 800 during the twilight of his career in 153 during a meet in March, early in the season as well. This was also well before Super Spikes. A better data point, though, would be third place finisher in the Olympic 800 meters this year. Uh, Dobek of Poland. We'll talk more about him in a second because other people bring him up. Former four-meter hurdler. PR is 48-40 from 2015. Um... Who had never competed in 800 or a race longer than a 600 before 2021? He ran a PR of 143.73 in Poland. Overall, I put Warholm at 147 ish for any race in 2021. And based on Dobek's talents, he's a stop. He's a 46 2 flat formula. Crazy. I think Warholm is faster over hurdles. Warholm could run 145 or faster and challenge for a medal in 2022. This is okay. Yeah. Agreed. That's enough. No. Uh, with that being Mark said, I hope it doesn't happen. Out. No, Marshall's wrong. Uh, Benjamin Warham, Dos Santos, and Samba need to keep racing, racing each other, push the limits of foreign hurdles to greater heights. As Sydney says, iron sharpens iron. Um, John Athen writes in, enjoy the debate. My gut reaction was to agree with Kevin and say that Jason is totally crazy, mm. especially Rye Benjamin. There's no way a guy who has run 10.03.1999 for one <laughs> and two can also run 145 for 800. No way. Agree I, with Rye. I do think 148 or 149 is within their own possibility. I decided to do a little digging. You mentioned Shamir Little, who is number four foreign hurdler of the year, has run 204.39, the 800. 204.39 is the 1,027th fastest women's 800 this year. For reference, you do that for the men, it's 147.80. Okay. You could argue that this supports Jason's point. I will not. Since Warholm and Benjamin are <laughs> one and two on the men's side instead of number four, they would compare to their own fashion 147. But I'm not sure that it does because I think the 400 hurdles to 800 translation is extremely personal. Back That's in true. 2010s, Brandon Johnson was a moderately successful Formula hurdler who switched to the 800. He ran 146 in his first year and 143 in his second year. And just this year, Dobek of Poland, who's now the most yep. popular person on this show. He's more popular than Adam Schott and Lewandowski <laughs> and all the 800-meter runners. A 48-40 guy in World Championship semifinalist in the 2019, the Foreign Hurdles, moved up to the 800 for the first time around 143. And got bronze. Johnson and Dobek did have some specific training for the 800 in those seasons, but I don't think it's unreasonable to suggest there are multiple formula hurdlers out there who could run well under 150 right now. The problem is identifying them. Neither Johnson nor Dobek were huge stars in the former hurdles. Just because you're fastest formula hurdler doesn't mean you're also going to be the fastest 800 runner. That is John. And then we got one more here. 
and then I will give you the floor. Fair. For 14 I think seconds. Jonathan's make. I, I, I agree with him the most so far, I think. I agree with all the people who agree with me. I'm not going to discriminate <laughs> based on one person. I don't play favorite. Tom from Sacktown, which I hope is Sacramento, almost bought a Sacramento River Cats hat today, but opted against it. Who? Minor League Baseball team. Instead, I went with the Myrtle Beach Pelicans. Yeah. Uh, first time emailing in, your heated debate about what Warholm and Benjamin could run in an open eight was intriguing. And, Kevin, I have to say, you are way underappreciating. Yeah. Tom, man, I got family in Sacramento. <laughs> How am I supposed to go back there? When there's at least one person there who says I underappreciate Karsten Warholm. Oh, wait, no. I, he says I underappreciate these amazing supreme athletes, but also these events in question. If you speak with an elite-level 400-meter hurdler or 800-meter specialist, they will tell you the pain threshold necessary to compete at the high level in these events is similar. The speed yep. at which they're running requires more oxygen than the body can take in. Uh, that's why he says some of the best track deaths. And it quotes, when an athlete has a fit difficulty in maintaining speed, happen in these two events, often involving a dive or fall at the finish. The debate brought up a vague memory from my college days. I was a walk-on on a D1 track program. We had an amazing four-meter hurdle. Her name is Shane Charles from Grenada. I couldn't remember exactly, but I knew he was a sub-50 guy in college. I also thought I remember him breaking 150-800. So I searched him, and lo and behold, 49.5 and 149.5 were his PBs. He was good, but nowhere near the level of Warhol Benjamin. Care to reevaluate your estimated time of 148. 52 for these guys. No, I'm going to reevaluate that Shane should have been running a different event. That's, that's, that's it, Tom. That's where I'm going. I'd say 146, 147 based off strength alone. If you're able to run 45 seconds over hurdles, you can hold 54 seconds for two laps. Thanks guys. Appreciate the pod. Always. That is Tom from Sacramento, a great city, even though there's residents. Well, he just says Sacktown, So I'm assuming Sacramento. Okay. That's it. Um, on that pretty evenly split. Here's, my, here's the one point I'll make, and then, and then I'll actually seed it, and then I got to go soon. But here's the point. I, I brought up the little comparison, all right? So I'm fair game. But, like, we can't just get into this trap of, hey, here's this other person who was good in two events, in these two events, and then that automatically means this person who's faster would be better. Right, because then other, otherwise we'd have Edwin Moses running 137 and beating Rudisha by 30 meters. All right. It, there's, there's, yeah, you can't do a one-to-one. I agree. Go ahead. You're, oh, is it me? Okay, I didn't know if you were finished with your point. No, I didn't know if you were finished with your point. That was my point. That so, was my point. I rest my case. You're on I win. <laughs> so I think, I, I think uh, they all brought up good points, and it was, like I said, it was close to a uh, split. I think John said it well because you don't know. Like he said, with Rye Benjamin, I agree. Like the dude's a sub-20-second 200 meter runner like i don't think he's translating as well to the 800 warholm we don't 100 percent know we don't really he doesn't really run 200s he runs 300 hurdles occasionally um but we don't you know he doesn't seem like he's a two four guy the way if the hurdles disappeared tomorrow right benjamin would be two four right and he could be probably pretty good in both of those um it seems to me warholm is more of a true 400 guy 400 meter hurdles guy clearly and so we don't know exactly how well he translates, but I just I think the the strength that it takes to to do that I, I agree with where he was talking about how just the the kind of the pain threshold the similar lactic acid buildup all that nonsense that's good uh, makes them at least similar. I know that eight hundred is its own beast in every way, just like a four hundred meter hurdles is, but I think just being that insanely good, we're not talking about an NFL guy running a 
400 or what LeBron could do. That's, you're basically in this. saying LeBron can run 9-9. No. This is the equivalent to <laughs> we're not we're we're not doing that. We're we're talking about one of the absolute greatest track athletes of all time in an event that is similar distance, not the same, but similar distance to switching over. I think he would be much better than than 150. I I I think training for it, absolutely, he could become an elite level. Like I I I don't think 144 is out of the question at all if he actually made that his focus. Um, but just I get he's not allowed to train for it. He just has to do it. Um, and odds are too is if he were to run it, if we were to run it three times, maybe he runs 149, 148, 147. Like like getting a better feel for the for the race so like it would he would obviously improve because he hasn't run the 800 like that we've actually seen so that would be difficult but i still am betting on this that insane insane talent all right well sorry none of that convinced me at all and i think i'm (laughs) 145 is 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 ridiculous. I, mean, I said one, 145 high, which I was one, like 145.9, <laughs> but even then, I, I, I will, I feel really I'll, good about 147. I'll hear 150, but even 147, you're basically, I looked this up, so this year, outdoors, pre-NCAAs, 13 guys ran faster than 147 in the 800. That's it. And you know how competitive the NCAA is. It's not, it's not obviously the highest level of sport, but it's basically saying, you are an elite level. I mean, I guess I could just do the same thing for worldwide, but it's just like you are, you are way far up there. In an event that I, and I know we pull out the comps, right, of this person ran this and, and that, that person ran that, but there's not a, this isn't one to two. This isn't, this isn't two to four. This isn't 15 to five or steeper or anything like that. It would, it would take, it, it would, it would, take something completely massive and i just i don't i don't see it let alone with no training which is the thing that that puts in it we saw how good he is in a 400 with no training basically and he gets fourth in a weak field in the 400 so i think he needs to focus on the 400 first get that european record and then maybe we'll talk but yeah i think he should get the european record i absolutely think he'd be one of the 15 best ncaa athletes at the 800 i don't think so i mean these guys are good i, I think I, I think without question like these, not well, even let me pull up the okay well, let me pull up the let me i was just giving it as a point of reference i wasn't saying i know and i'm just saying as your point of reference i don't think that is a good argument i mean you, you we got let's see let, let's see how many guys in the so you're saying 145 about 50 about 52 Actually, Brazier one forty five flat. That's his fastest time. Well, you you had to go one four sub one forty six because that would still be in the one forty fives. Oh, sub one forty five ninety nine. Over a over a hundred, over a hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still don't. That's not that's not elite. If you're in the top hundred, you're not. You're Uh, not like Pierre Ambrose Boss one forty five ninety seven. He's got a goal. You're saying he's not elite? Come on, he was. He was Joshua Lay one forty five ninety nine from Great Britain. Guy's twenty one years old. Give him some dap here, Jason. He will. Yeah, he'll be great. That's fine. But okay. well, a lead or not, it's it's you can run. You're you're not getting embarrassed, is what I'm saying. If you run no, 146 but, in an but, 800, so you're saying over 100 guys, then the amount of guys who run 147 is like several hundred. And I just yeah, Carson Warholm is he's a better athlete than almost all of those guys. You're saying he's a better athlete than Leonardo Santos, who ran 146.97 from Brazil. Eliud Kipsang of, of... Two really good names. 
I'll well, give it, that. he kept saying of Alabama ran like 335 in the 1500 this year. So you're going to you're going to say a 335 1500 meter runner is slower than an 800. Than I think we're a guy on the 800 at trials, Bill. We are. All right, we got to go. Houseofrun <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, you weigh in if you want. I appreciate all the emails. They're very thoughtful. They are, and they're good. They're good arguments, and I thought it's it was going to be a dumpster fire, but it wasn't. We don't argue that much, so it's fun when we do. Again, if he, wears a, if he ever does the 145, I'll wear a hardened jersey for the rest of my life. It's just, it's not going to happen. Uh, we still want to get to John's, or sorry, Don's email about cheap because it's real good, and we'll get to that one next time because we got all through the inbox except for like one or two emails. So. And then Zach wrote in about Sasha Zoya, who I want to talk about because he's 19 years old and he ran 12.7 on the the lower version of the high hurdles, the high-low hurdles. Low oh, line. yeah. I, I did see that email, which I – yeah, you run 12.7. I, I get there's a few inches difference. Yeah, that guy's going to be uh superstar. Grand Holloway, man. Look out. Superstar. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. House of at gmail.com. We'll talk to you guys next time. Jessica Ennis, Warholm. We, we all know it. Kevin's – weakening.